Specials. That's at G-R-I-T-T-Y-B-I-R-D-S. Special thanks to my new copy assistant, Amy Burton, for helping out with the episode. If you haven't left an iTunes review yet, tisk tisk tisk. It's waiting. See you next week. Grow PDX is a show focusing on horticulture, community food system, and agriculture. Today on Grow PDX, we're talking about seasonal gardening and landscaping topics and taking audience questions from you with our host, Weston Miller of OSU. If you have a question and you want our expert to answer it, call 503-233-9729 or text 971-220-5979. You can email us at dj at xray.fm. We'd love to hear from you. Those numbers again, 503-233-9729 and text 971-220-5979. And now, from OSU, we turn... (laughs) And now we turn to the host of Grow PDX from Oregon State University, Weston Miller. Thanks, Liam. Hi, I'm Weston Miller of OSU. To start today's Grow PDX show, I want you to picture the deciduous trees in your neighborhood. The leaves are starting to show that first hint of yellow, and you notice that there's a Christmas to the air in the mornings. Indeed, the angle of the sun is getting lower each day as we approach the fall equinox and head toward the cooler and wetter months that we experience here in the Northwest. Well, the plants in your garden and landscape are also responding to the decreased sunlight and cooler evenings. And even though the growing season is coming to a close, there are plenty of activities that you can still do. For this episode of Grow PDX, I'm serving as host and will also be answering common gardening questions about gardening and landscaping activities for the fall. We've prepared many seasonal questions that Liam Flanagan, Grow PDX producer, will ask. And we'd also love to hear from you. Please text us at 971-220-5979 or you can call in at 503-233-9729. We'd love to have you join us on Grow PDX. And now Liam Flanagan was going to start to ask me questions about vegetable gardening. That's right. I want to talk about vegetable gardening because the season is coming to a little bit of a close. Fall is approaching, approaching um, but I, there's still plenty to do to keep your thumbs green, right? That's true. That's uh, true. My tomato plants, are, are the, the leaves are wilty, but there's still a bunch of fruit on them. Um, what, what do I do with my tomato plants now? I'm, I mean, well, the, they've got green tomatoes on them. Um, what? Yeah, it's a good question. So uh, what I would do, number one, is pick up any tomatoes that have fallen to the ground. Uh, with the rain we had a couple of weeks ago, tomatoes kind of split and, and are starting to rot. The other thing you'll want to do is give the plants a hair, haircut if you haven't already done it. Basically, go back to any fruit that's that doesn't have any color on it, that's just green, and cut those parts off of the plant. And then tomatoes that are still there that have a little bit of color, those will continue to ripen up a little bit, and you could just leave them on the plant until they do. 
or you could also harvest them and bring them indoors and put them on your windowsill or keep them in a box even. And um, over time, those things will ripen up and you'll still get a number of good tomatoes left for you. So we know folks love their tomatoes and the good news is you'll still have a couple more weeks of fresh tomatoes if you play it right. Excellent. That sounds good. I do love my tomatoes. Yeah. Um, are, now, are there still plants that, uh, crops that I can plant now in, in mid-September? Yeah, the timing is still good to plant some cool season crops. So direct seeding wise, folks could plant arugula and mustard and mache, which is a really cool season um, plant, or also lettuce seeds. And also go to the store and get transplants of broccoli or kale or any um, broccoli family plant. Those can be put in the ground and you won't get a whole lot of harvest this fall necessarily um, because the things are going to grow slowly. But come next, early next spring, the plants will really kick into gear and you'll get a nice um, wave of greens there in the early springtime. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, those are my favorites. I love garlic. Um, and uh, I, I just would love to know what the secrets are to growing really good garlic. Like when, when should it be planted and how should it be cared for throughout the season? Good question. People do love garlic. And the good news is that now in, into October is a great time to be planting garlic. So start with really good soil preparation. Get um, Dig down really, you know, like a foot or so as best you can. Um, mixing in some lime, agricultural lime would be a really good idea. And then also you want to add some fertilizer, especially some phosphorus-rich fertilizer. So blood meal, maybe a little bit of bone meal can help to get that off to a good start. And then garlic takes a really long time to grow. It will be sitting there pretty much all winter, not really growing much at all. During that time, you'll want to keep it well weeded. And then come let's call it March, and then again in May, give the plants some nitrogen fertilizer, blood meal would be a good choice, keep it well weeded, and then if it's gonna be a dry May, June, you'd wanna irrigate it a little bit, and then garlic will be harvested next July. So it's a long season crop, uh, but now is the time to plant it. Excellent, I'm gonna gonna go home and do that today. You should, yeah, go, you'll find lots of great selections of garlic at the local nurseries, and like I said, it's a great time to do it. Now what's the difference between elephant garlic and regular garlic? Elephant garlic has bigger cloves and it's a little bit more mild and it's technically closer related to leeks than to actual garlic, uh-huh. uh, but it's certainly really fun to grow and the same methods I just talked about earlier will work. Excellent. Yeah. Um, now, when, I, when I'm cleaning up the garden, what, what's the best, what are the best methods to do like a general cleanup in the season? Yeah, good idea. Um, Definitely don't want to just leave a bunch of trash in the field. Uh, First thing would just be when those tomatoes and the other plants that you planted for the summer are done, go ahead and just pull them out and shake the dirt off the roots. And if you've got a green, rolly composting bin here in the city of Portland, put it in that and it'll go away. Or if you don't have access to that, just uh, chop the material up or put it in a pile in your yard and it should decompose over the year. The other really key thing to do during the fall is to think about weeding. So uh, it rained a couple weeks ago and I've noticed that a lot of the winter annual weeds are starting to grow. So little tiny grasses and little tiny plants right now have germinated. And if you handle those now, it'll be really easy. But if you wait, it's likely that they'll overwhelm any of those overwintering crops that you have. And then you also want to think about your tools. You want to think about your pathways. So adding some mulch to your pathways would be a really good idea. Uh, Cleaning up your tools, using some sandpaper and 
um, steel wool to rub off any rust, oiling the handles, things like that. Um, lots of stuff to keep you busy in the next couple months. Excellent. Uh, and what what are some of the different ways that vegetable growing bed uh, that vegetable growing beds can be overwintered? Like, how do I prepare? Yeah, my, great my question. Beds? So overwintering means you know how do you lay it over for the course of you know three four months when it's really wet. Uh, there's lots of different choices. One is you could just leave it be and those weeds will grow. And I would call those weeds cover crops that are grown for free. And as long as you don't really let them go to seed next spring, then they'll cover up the soil and they'll perform many good services for you. Many of them, like chickweed, are also edible. So if you know how to identify those plants, you actually get a pretty good nutrition, nutritional boost from your weeds during the winter. Um, I also really like the idea of using uh, burlap sacks. So the idea is if you add a little compost and maybe lime to your soil and then just cover it with like coffee sacks that you can get from roasters all over town, that helps to protect the soil structure. The worms really love to hang out under it and you'll come out with really excellent, well-conditioned soil for next season. Leaves is another option. So if you have a lot of deciduous leaves or if they're on your street or you want to get a pile of them, then you can just put a good thick layer, six or so inches of leaves on the surface of the soil. Let that stuff break down. Uh, the worms will love it underneath it and it'll break down and form really fabulous compost. And then lastly, cover crops. And um, I'll talk a little bit about cover crops here. Um, Different options that you have, I'd say in a garden setting, I would stick with fava beans and maybe some barley are pretty easy to do. Fava beans um, sometimes die during the wintertime if it gets too cold, but you get a pretty nice treat come springtime if they don't. Um, crimson clover is another choice that you could do. And then ryegrass people often grow, but it's kind of a hassle to deal with. And I'd really uh, be careful. And overall, with all the cover crops, just don't let them go to seed. Or in, in the earlier you deal with them, i.e. chop them up into the soil, the better off you're going to be. Well, what about uh, straw covering, covering Okay, good, Yeah, straw. great question. Straw is also something that you could overwinter your beds with. The disadvantage of straw is that it oftentimes has weed seeds in it, so those will germinate too. Um, but if you know that's the case and you pull those out and you don't let them go to seed, ultimately it's, it's pretty harmless. The other disadvantage of straw is that slugs really like straw. And then if you leave that debris there in the field, when you plant your crops come next springtime, you'll probably have a lot of slugs around them. Uh-huh. Yeah. How, how did you get into this in the first place, gardening? I mean, you, you know so much. You've got the show. What's the backstory here? Let, let, let our listeners know where, where you're coming from. You know, and I love to ask that question of guests here on Grow PDX. And I'd say for me, I stumbled into gardening when I was about 20 years old. I went to Australia. I learned about permaculture and, and reforestation and things like that. And I came back to the United States and have been completely obsessed by it since. So I've focused my career on gardening, landscaping, farming, and education. And now with OSU, I get to combine all of those things. You're listening to Grow PDX Radio Show on X-Ray FM. I'm your host, Weston Miller. Today, we're answering common gardening and landscaping questions, and we'd love to hear from you. Call us at 503-233-9729 or email us at dj at xray.fm. We sure would love to hear from you. Let us know you're out there, everyone. Liam, let's go back to the questions. All right. I just want to also point out that we are on <clears throat> Facebook. So you can uh, get on Facebook and go to Grow PDX, and we're there. If you have any questions, uh, you can post them there as well, or just follow us and become our friends, and then you'll know when 
when our shows are coming up and what we're talking about. Uh, yes. Back to the questions, though. Uh, there's a lot of work to do in the landscape in the fall and into the winter. Uh, and I hear mulch is a good thing for landscape areas. Which, uh, which, mulch, which mulch is important and why, why are they important? Okay, good question. So why is mulch important? The answer is mulch really helps to protect the soil. It keeps it from getting compacted. And then if you apply it this time of year, it also helps to prevent weeds from growing. So earlier I was talking about those winter annual weeds. So if those are already starting to grow, you might go in and scrape them out before they get big and then put a good uh, three to four inch layer of mulch around all your landscape plants. And the idea with mulch is that um, it's going to keep the light from hitting the soil and that's gonna keep the weeds from germinating. And then also it's gonna keep the, the, the rain from compacting the soil and um, it's gonna help to condition it. So woody mulches will break down over time and add to the organic matter in your soil and really make it a better place for plants to grow. All right, we've got a caller, Tom, awesome. from Portland. Tom, go ahead and give us your question. Hey, um, hey, I planted a, a deciduous magnolia in my front yard a couple of years ago, and it's our favorite tree, and it was beautiful when I got it from the garden center. We had uh, nice blossoms on it. And since I planted it, the plant looks robust and everything, but I, I cannot get that, that bloom will not come back. And I don't know if I uh, just need to add something to the soil, if there's something that I can do kind of now so it's got a healthier prettier spring okay so the plant looks good it's putting on foliage but it's just not blooming and that's the case yeah it doesn't have those beautiful tulip-like blossoms that that it did have you know when i bought it so i just um obviously it's not getting the nutrition it needs from the soil or something's wrong well yeah so it's a good question and i think um i don't know if i can answer it in detail right now but Certainly, it could be that the, the blossoms last year just didn't do very well. If you added too much fertilizer to it um, in the first year of its growth, that can lead to really sort of lush, like vegetative growth and not much towards flowering. In mm -hmm. general, plants really need to have um, phosphorus and calcium in order to really do their um, flowering really well. So uh, you might think about some trace minerals um, but overall, if you think about sort of a, a balanced organic fertilizer and also maybe something like kelp meal, it would kind of hedge your bets and make sure that you have l small amounts of pretty much all of the nutrients that plants would need. And then overall, especially with long-lived plants, a wait-and-see approach is often the best way to go about it. So if it didn't go last year, maybe it will this following year. If, if it yeah. doesn't for and that's two the thing years. We've been patient. It, it basically hasn't blossomed since we you know since we put it in the ground so it's three years it's been on the ground three years like i said it looks good but yeah it will not blossom at all since yeah I so I, I would say hopefully it will come around and if you haven't been adding a lot of fertilizer and you're still getting that effect um it could be an environmental condition um is it in a place where it's getting light um so does that help you tom yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for calling in. We really appreciate hear from, hearing from you. All right, bye-bye. All right, thanks a lot, Tom. And remember, folks, you can call in at 503-233-9729 if you have a question for Weston as well. Uh, I have more mulch questions. Yes. Um, at the Landscape Supply Yard, there are many kinds of mulches, right? Uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages of certain mulches? 
Well, yeah, great. So the main thing we want with mulch is a woody mulch. So that's an organic material that over time is going to break down. And that's a good thing because it's going to help to add organic matter to the soil and feed the soil microbes and such. I would say overall with mulch, you know, um, cost is certainly one consideration. And then appearance is another main consideration. Bark mulches do great. The larger the pieces, the slower stuff is going to break down. The smaller the pieces, the faster it's going to break down. Um, and then certainly there's different colors of bark barks as well. But for me, I like sort of a larger hemlock bark myself because it looks good. It doesn't really splinter quite so much, and it also will last a while. And, uh, and is there any difference between like if I want to mulch around a tree or if I want to mulch a path or uh, any of well, in pathways, uh, one option is that you could put landscape fabric underneath it, and that would keep the weeds from growing, and then a nice thick layer of mulch. So um, it doesn't really matter right there if you're helping the soil or not. Also, in pathways, if you do that landscape fabric, you could use a gravel mulch, too, um, if you just want to have it be totally clean. Um, but overall, mulch is mulch, and putting it in the pathways is a good idea because I would encourage people to not spend as much time weeding their pathways and to weed their landscape beds and their vegetable areas. All right. Yeah. And and so so I don't have a lot of money. Um, is there free mulch available? Yeah. The good news is that there absolutely is free mulch very available. Uh, Chip Drop PDX. So those are arborist companies when they go around to people's homes or. Um, trimming trees around power lines, those folks are actually looking to get rid of their chips for free and they will come and drop it off at your place. You'll ha end up with a big pile of stuff in your driveway, so you have to be prepared to move it. You need probably a wheelbarrow and some buckets and set aside a good half a day or a full day, depending on how many people you have. But that way you can definitely get chips for free. Um, in my experience, the arborist chips are really nice and that um, there's still some green material and uh, carbon rich material. They break down pretty quick. And then after it does, the soil underneath arborist chips are, is really pretty fabulous. So for me, uh, I'm a big fan because of the operative word, free. Yeah, free is good. Um, now, I had a question about pruning trees. Is this, is this the right time of year to be pruning trees and shrubs around my property? I'd say overall, it's it's okay. It's not the best time necessarily. The main thing is that you prune when your tools are sharp so that you don't damage the actual trees or shrubs. Um, people often, and I'd say don't prune your fruit trees this year necessarily, but overall pruning can be done at any time of year. Um, different, during the summer, it's going to have a bit of a stunting effect. During the winter, it's going to have a stimulative effect. During this time of year, it's going to be a little bit on the neutral side. So I'd say go ahead and do it, but prune with a purpose. So know what you're doing, um, figure out what your objectives are, and then pruning is a longer-term process. You don't want to remove more than about 25% of a, a tree or shrub's foliage at any one time. And uh, we, we're talked about, you know, planting and, and is now a good time to be planting? Now is a great time to plant. In fact, there's still a pretty good amount of plant material available at nurseries so you can find good plants. And then the great thing about planting now is that it's going to start raining soon and you won't have to water it incessantly. So what you, you choose your plants um, and get them well established now by watering them until it really starts raining. And then we talked about mulch already. If you put mulch around your new plants, don't smother them, but just put it around, maybe give them a, a six inch buffer around the stem of the plant, get them established, and then they should kick into gear and do pretty well next year. 
Great. Uh, so th those are, are th those would be the steps for correctly installing new plants then? Well, those steps would be, um, so whatever size plant you have, so say it's a one-gallon container, dig a hole that's twice as wide and as deep as that, more or less. Um, plant the plants a little deeper than you think you might need to and um, loosen up the soil as best you can. And then the main thing would be water them in really well. So the better you loosen up the soil, add compost to it, and then the better you water it up front, uh, the better off the plant will be. You're tuned in to Grow PDX Radio Show on X-Ray FM. Today we're taking your gardening questions and we'd love to hear from you. Give us a shout at dj at xray.fm via email or you can text us at 971-220-5954. I'm your host, Weston Miller. We'll be back in a minute. X-Ray FM would like listeners to know that Oregon isn't an accident. Things that make it great like iconic scenery, wonderful farmland, and walkable cities depend on land use planning. This is the work of 1,000 Friends of Oregon, a nonprofit organization. Since 1975, 1,000 Friends has worked for a beautiful, balanced, and productive Oregon. More information at friends.org. X-Ray FM would like listeners to know that Old McDonald's Farm Incorporated is a nonprofit organization that uses animals and agriculture to teach and reach Portland-area children. Information on day visit programs, summer programs, and Saturday Academy workshops is available at www.oldmcdonaldsfarm.org. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Portland Nursery. For over 100 years, Portland Nursery has provided Portland residents with a wide selection of healthy plants and expert gardening advice. Community-oriented and family-owned. Portland Nursery, a passion for plants, a nursery for plant people. Located on 50th and Stark and on 90th and Division. Welcome back to Grow PDX. I'm your host, Weston Miller. We are going to return to your gardening questions. Specifically, we're going to be talking about lawns. Liam, I know that secretly you really are a big lawn fan, um, yeah. and you've got some questions for us, right? Oh, I love I love lawns. They're uh, you know they're so, so green, they're so <laughs> green. It's so lovely. I love to mow them and uh, weed them. Um, what is lawn renovation exactly, and uh, when should I be doing it? Now's a good time to renovate lawns. And lawn renovation, it is essentially where you're not removing the lawn and installing new lawn necessarily, but you're basically removing any weeds that you don't want and then scalping it to the ground. So um, mowing it really close with a lawn mower, maybe using a weed whacker to shave the ground. Also, there's things called dethatchers and dethatching rakes where you're scraping away all of the, the foliage from the grass. What you're trying to do is basically expose the soil and then you follow up by going in there with some lawn seed, spreading that around really um, as thickly as it says on the package uh, maybe adding a little bit of compost on top. And then if you water it, that grass will germinate pretty quickly, especially this time of year. The soil conditions are nice and warm. And if you keep it watered and it gets established, then you'll have a sort of a, a replacement lawn or you'll, you'll improve your lawn dramatically by doing this renovation process. So now just opening a bag of grass seed and sprinkling it onto your bare uh, parts on your lawn and then walking away from it, is that going to, are you going to get any grass from that or? If you just walk away, probably not. It depends on it, if it rains or not, but overall you want to water it to get it established. Okay. And ideally that's a couple times a day for at least a couple weeks. 
Um, so just put a sprinkler out on your lawn, leave it there, and you could get a little egg beater timer or, or little timer and have it go off three, four times a day um, for just really briefly to keep the soil evenly moist to get the seeds germinated. Now, could you just wait until right before winter hits and then do it and then it'll just rain every day? Or? Well, if you wait too long, then the soil will be cold and the sunlight will be pretty weak and the grass won't really get established. So it pays to do it now when it really will germinate quickly. Uh-huh. Now, what if I have a lot of weeds like dandelion? How should I deal with those? Well, that's a real good question. Um, dandelions can certainly be popped out by hand. Um, what I would do this time of year is to pre-water your lawn, so soak it really well, and then a couple days later go in there with a um, either... Support a, for X-Ray FM comes from... Port- with a, a fork or something or other that will pop them out. Um, certainly folks could use herbicide on dandelion too. Um, if you want to go to the dark side like that, now's a great time to use broad spectrum herbicide. Just spray them and they will die pretty quickly because they're sending energy to their roots. So these, these are the, the steps to lawn renovation, right? That's correct, yeah. So, so removing the weeds that you don't want is a really good idea. Oftentimes folks don't really want dandelions in their lawn, but if they do, I don't really have a problem with it myself because dandelions flower really early in the season. They provide food for the bees. They're actually edible. The leaves are edible. They're really pretty good. Their roots are also edible. So in many ways, dandelion's a misunderstood plant, but it doesn't really look that great in lawns. But now, I, I'm I'm I want to know that the, so there's the dandelion, the the yellow one. What is the one that comes up with the puffball that that goes out and is that the same plant? Well, that, there's dandelion and there's false dandelion. False dandelion is going to be a little bit um, furrier. It's also called cat's ears, and the leaves are a little bit smaller. Um, and dandelions flower early in the spring, and then the cat's ear flower pretty much all summer long. But so it's not the same plant. They're not the same plant, but uh-huh. they're they're in the same um, part of the sunflower family. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, now, if I have just bare spots on my lawn, what what should I do about that? Good question. Um, again, when you have exposed soil, that's a great place to reseed it. So I would just rough up that soil a little bit and then add seed to it and then water that area if you can. And then you'll have grass growing there instead of just a bare spot. So where there are bare spots, guess what will grow there? Weeds. The weeds, exactly. So the idea with lawn maintenance is to basically grow as thick a stand of lawn as you can. You do that by regularly overseeding, applying grass seed and getting it germinated so that it's doing really well and the 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 other the weeds are not. And then I'd say the last thing that's really important with regards to lawn renovation is fertilizing. And that's something that can be done regardless. Um, During the fall is the best time to fertilize lawns. So um, buy a bag of fertilizer. There's organic lawn fertilizer. There's um, synthetic fertilizers. Follow the directions for an application during the fall. And the stronger the the grass goes into the wintertime, the faster and the more robustly it'll spring back next um, spring. And again, if you have a really thick stand of lawn, you're going to have less weed problems. Excellent. And uh, let's see, we're, we're getting close on time. So I did want to know, what uh, what is your favorite aspect of fall gardening and landscaping? Well, for me, Liam, I got to say the rest is my favorite aspect. So I've been pretty busy all season. Um, I've got a couple different plots that I maintain. Everything's growing. But during the winter time, if, if I set everything up well, then I'll just get to relax and enjoy the winter garden. So for me, the best thing about fall and winter landscaping 
is not doing anything at all. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, since we are in the Rose City here in Portland, I should ask about roses and how roses should be cared for during the fall and winter seasons. People do love their roses, and here is the deal with roses. So uh, somewhere around... Um, Thanksgiving or so, you could prune those roses to about three or four feet. It's just kind of a rough pruning to keep them from getting blown over. And then come, uh, let's call it late February into March, do a more strategic pruning to about knee height, prune so that it, uh, you prune to outward facing buds and you have a shrub that's gonna grow upward and outward. And then roses do real well if you give them some fertilizer. So our, our local gardening stores have awesome rose fertilizer blends and those will help your rose to grow and also help them to flower throughout the season and then next year don't forget to do that deadheading because if you do remove those spent blooms you'll get more blooms throughout the course of the season do you have roses at home you know i have rugosa roses which are a little more rustic and a little more thorny and they kind of just grow themselves i've removed all the fussy roses from my property because i just don't have the patience for them yeah, I understand. Yeah. And that's been Grow PDX on X-Ray FM for this week. Thanks to Liam Flanagan for giving me the third degree and asking all these questions. The program is produced by Liam and me, Weston Miller. Next week, guest host Claudia Groth will be here talking about the Hoyt Arboretum. Thanks so much for joining us. Take care.